Hey, Misty. Hey, Erasmus. How are you doing? I'm super tired. I went to the gym this morning. That's why I don't go to the gym. Yeah. Well, I told you, like, my internal clock is all messed up. I'm like a baby that's got its days and nights mixed up. Uh Uh-huh. And so I'm trying to reset my clock. Mm -hmm. And so I made myself get up and go to the gym this morning. And I thought, like, oh, I'm doing so good. Like, I'm ruling the world. I brought my stuff. Like, I was going to get ready there because I had some errands to run. And I was like, wouldn't that be wise of me to bring my things and get ready so I don't waste gas going back home and then have to leave again? And so I did. And I brought all my stuff. And I, I remember standing in the shower and thinking, girl, you've got your life together. Like, I really did. Did you take a shower at the gym? At the gym, yeah. That's gross. To get amaryllis. That is gross. I'm sorry, my friends who have to leave their house to go to a job and want to stay fit. (laughs) Amaryllis. Don't you think that's gross? I guess you don't since you did it. No, but I do think it's scary. So, I leave. Do you take shower shoes? At our, of course. Okay. So, that's what's gross about it. So, at our gym, for the shower, you have like a little opening where you can, like, get undressed and put your stuff, and then you have, like, the shower curtain. Mm -hmm. And so people probably get mad at me, but I leave that outer shower curtain halfway open and a little bit of my shower curtain open so I can see if any feet are coming towards me. So people can see you taking a shower? You ain't about to assault me up in the shower at the gym. So you'd rather everybody see you naked? Oh, I mean, yeah, that's fine. Oh, my gosh. We're all girls. Oh, that's still weird. I was I grew up super modest. Oh, really? It's just a sliver. They're probably just seeing some skin. They don't know what part is up or down. <laughs> <laughs> they have no clue. They, they don't know, over or they don't know if they're looking at a leg or a butt cheek. They have no <laughs> clue. That could be an arm. Who knows? Well, okay. Well, moral of the story is I forgot my panties. Oh my god. <laughs> so why do I let you talk? Why do I let you tell stories? So I basically did the reverse. What was that, basically? Oh. <laughs> Apparently, I say the word basically a lot, and I got, and I got chastised about it today. <laughs> Ch- chastised is a harsh word. Well, you did. You chastised me. You said 30 times. <laughs> I said 20. I thought to myself, well, you've basically done the reverse of what... What? Basically? (laughs) I'm going to knock you out. (laughs) Guys, take a drink every time she says it. I'm I'm resigning from the show. (laughs) In all fairness, you can also take a drink when I say, um... Yeah, or that's right. That's right. (laughs) Well, I just got back from Los Angeles. Congratulations. (laughs) (laughs) Or I had a job to do. Yes. (laughs) It was exhausting. On my last day there, I did 22,000 steps, 10 miles. I'm an event planner, and so that was 10 miles inside one hotel. That is crazy. Is that insane? That's crazy. It was was crazy. Um, But see, I just did um. I'm going to have to edit that out. Basically, that's what you always do. We're so silly tonight. We're n- haven't even been drinking or anything. I know. Nothing. Nothing. What do you want to talk about tonight? Well, let me tell you what, what we've gone and done. And that is, you have made me break one of my rules. Which is? I told you when we started this podcast that there were 
certain That's types true. of documentaries that I would never, ever do. Two types. One type is sports documentaries. Mm-hmm. I will not do them because I don't care about sports. Mm-hmm. And um, I will not do anything where I have to read subtitles. Did you have to read subtitles for this one? No, but you snuck that one in on me with that dog documentary. Oh, that's right. <laughs> Gulliver's Millions or whatever. Gunther's Millions. <laughs> I was thinking about Gulliver's Travel. One of our most underperforming podcast episodes ever. Well. Because don't nobody want to watch Gunther's Millions. No, duh, because you got to read subtitles. Yes. I really thought that that was going to be a bigger, uh, people would like that documentary more than they actually did. Well, they hated it. Apparently. And so. They didn't love that episode either. Yeah. So, anyway, the only reason I agreed to this is because it's not your regular sports documentary, right? Right. We watched, it's called BS High. Right. And it's on Max. Yes. Formerly HBO Max. Mm -hmm. It's Max. And I asked my husband tonight if he had, well, I told him what we were watching. And he said, oh, yeah, is that that, that, made up school <laughs> I knew exactly who it was I had no idea I have never heard of it never before. heard of it I never mean, heard of it not that I watch a whole lot of ESPN but well no I don't either but apparently this made big news across well, the country the news either well that's true yeah. that's true anyway BS high so the premise of this movie is and it's a movie it's not episodic so it's it's got it's just like an hour and a half you know which was really nice because we've been doing some episodes lately and how about it's hard how about i watch season two of the murdoch's we have to at some point do the murdoch case it's just so big it's so much really is it too big for us nothing is too big for us (laughs) really we're professionals you're basically telling basically (laughs) i hate you for telling me drink i hate you for telling me we're telling people that we're not good enough, we're not smart enough, and people don't like us. And that's not true. It's not true? That's a lie. Okay. Yeah. We can do it. Well, I mean, that's true. It's just a lie. I mean, will we do part one and maybe not do part two? Yeah. Likely. Yeah. <laughs> but hey, something's better than nothing. But that Murdoch thing, it's so freaking complicated. I can't keep up with it. Like, I tried watching a couple of episodes and. I got, I just got, it was exhausting. It's horrible. Oh, uh, really? Yeah, it was exhausting. Oh, I enjoyed it. You did. You I mean, not murder. like I was An like, intrigue. yay. <laughs> but, yay, she did. But like the, they really get into a lot of background things yeah. in the second season. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, maybe, I mean, maybe I'll watch it, but it just seems like whenever we do those episodes, you have to take so many notes and it takes so long to impart what happens. Or we could just do it like we did the whites and just not take notes and get everything wrong. <laughs> Who really cares? Y'all, we, we put that episode up on YouTube and, um, um, sorry, that's me saying, um, we put that episode up on YouTube. Not everybody liked it. Let's not bring Most that people back said up. we got everything wrong, in particular, Jesco White. Wait, don't do it again. I'm not saying I'm anything about him. I'm going to have to a blood pressure pill. I'm not saying anything about him. But listen, scared. if I were you, I'd go back and listen to that episode. It's one of my favorites. Is it? Yes. That, first of all, that movie is oh, so crazy. It's a good one. Yeah, it's a good one. Yeah. Anyway. All right, so BS High. It's about this guy who, I'll, I'll just give you, I'll give it to you in a nutshell, and then we'll go back and kind of talk about it. It's this guy who builds this football program 
without a high school and he ends up playing the most elite high school football team in the country and it doesn't go like he thinks well the whole plan doesn't go like he's hoping that's right right my fa- look my favorite here we are at the very beginning and i'm just going to tell you my favorite part and that is that this guy was obsessed with the a team <laughs> his, his name is is it roy smith or ray smith it's roy, roy, it's smith, roy smith right yeah yeah he loved hannibal on the a team did you used to watch the a team like the the og a team oh yeah yeah way yeah. back in the 80s yeah i used to watch the cartoon too did oh I? well that was post that was like after the did they have it or was it during i probably wasn't allowed to watch the regular the OG well I was in the fifth grade so you must have been like just born yeah I was little yeah so I I remember when it came out I was in the fifth or sixth grade and it was huge back in the day Mr. T yeah oh yeah Mr. T was huge it was like a big deal and Hannibal Hannibal would always say I have a plan or that's my plan or something like that like he always had a plan for whatever Mm -hmm. was happening whatever they were solving that week and Roy Smith, he loved it. He loved the A-team. He always had a plan. And so Roy Smith had, he, he was an intern over at the New York Jets. And he had a big brother that he loved and that he that played football. And and he like he was just a big football guy. He loved football. Well, and he kind of thought of himself as like a promoter pretty early on because he said that he can remember helping get his brother out of jams with teachers and stuff. Yeah. And be like, look, you know. He's really talented. He's going to play college football. Don't let this mess up his opportunity. And so he kind of felt like from the beginning, like, oh, this is something I could do. Yeah. Like, I could really help people get to that next level because he felt like he had been so influential with his brother. And he's personality plus. I mean, you, you until you kind of get further into it, like, to oh. me, I initially was like, I like this guy. Oh, no, I you hated know. him. Oh, did you? I thought mom. he was, like, funny. And, but it, of course, that was before I hurt heard him talk about everything else but well at first I thought he was just really dynamic and I liked him well like when he first came on the thing he's like uh yeah so I took a crash course in body language do I look cool or do I look like a con artist what another thing that he did is he worked at an AME church which is like a black gospel church Mm -hmm. and they asked him to help with the school they were starting up and it was called Christians of Faith Academy and John Branham was the co-founder of this school. It was called Christians of Faith, which at some point became Bishop Sycamore. And immediately Roy was like, I'm going to build a Christian school powerhouse. Now, the school's not done yet, right? They're just like talking about building it. They're trying to get him funding. But he was like, I'm going to build me a giant powerhouse. Well, pretty much he said, look, the school's all well and good. But what I really want to do is build a football team. That's right. Like, let's make this like those academies that are very sports centered, but they also teach them some stuff too. That's right. But, but now, and that was the first thing that he got in his brain. Like but that's he, not they, what the, the Christians of faith academy. They wanted a school. Wanted. They wanted a real, they school. they wanted a real school. Yeah. And the way they were doing it is they would solicit their members to take out life insurance policies. And once they were gone, the, the benefit, you know, the majority benefactor would be the school. And so that's how they were trying to raise money. Okay, is this commonplace? I feel like it's commonplace. It in... felt very scammy because, okay, so when I grew up, <laughs> I'm not going to name things. So I grew up in a little town, and 
at some point, these people are on like a 2020 episode, these two brothers decided to start being these great Samaritans. It's what everybody thought they were. And so it was these two brothers, and they had started taking in... your small in, town? In our small town. Had started taking in homeless men. It sounds scammy already. Yeah. And under the premise of we're going to take them to church, we're going to yeah. get them cleaned up, we're going to help them find jobs, we're going to help rehabilitate them. Long story short, they were feeding them alcohol to the point that they would die. But before they died, they would have them... They would take out life insurance policies on them. Oh, my gosh. So they're both in prison now. But You think? Yeah. But Oh, my gosh. That was their whole thing. Like, they scammed these people, most of them who had either severe addiction or mental health problems, and would talk them into signing papers that they didn't know they were signing, and basically took out life insurance policies and fed them alcohol until they died. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. That's kind of, have you listened to Scamanda? No, I don't know. It's a podcast called Scamanda. It was like number one here recently. Mm -hmm. And it's this woman who was a woman of faith. Like she went and would give testimonies at her church and she would talk about how the Lord was working in her life. Mm -hmm. And all the while she was faking cancer and she would all of a sudden get well. And then all of a sudden she would relapse when she needed money. Oh yeah. She'd start raising money. That's right. Mm -hmm. And then she got pregnant. She was like, the pregnancy is keeping the cancer at bay. What? <laughs> Everybody knows pregnancy is a cure for cancer. The baby's eating the cancer. <laughs> <laughs> this is a cure-all. Yes, yeah. And uh, she got found out. And I don't know if she's in jail or not, but she was convicted. Yeah. I don't know what her sentence was. She might be in jail. I think, I, I want to say she's serving like a couple of years, maybe. Nothing crazy. But I don't know. Just when they said that, I was like, that seems kind of schemey. It like, does, but I, I mean, I know that schools do that. I know that the college that I went to does that. They they solicit estates. They solicit. They say, hey, when you die, do you want to leave us all your money? Yes. Because I'd be like, no. Yes, they do that. They solicit They solicit donations via estate. Yeah. Okay. They do. I just assumed that people who do that have like, a big stake in this school or their family helped started it or yeah they have something invested in the school right. previously that would make them want to in return leave money right you know yeah no I I think that I don't know if it's normal to do in the church world it's definitely scammy if that's what you're I don't know I don't know if it's scammy or it's just kind of smarmy I don't yeah. know anyway so he that's how they were raising money for it but Roy kind of gets into Hannibal mode and he starts talking to everybody across the country and not just they I don't even know where this is located but I can't even remember Ohio Ohio that's right so he, instead of talking locally he starts talking to engineers and architects across the country and they develop a a blueprint a blueprint that have these beautiful renderings it is like multi-million dollar multi-million it's amazing it had ponds for fishing yes it was in top-notch like in and to him that meant that it would draw top-notch players so the people that are backing christians of faith academy say look that that's not something we're gonna be able to do at all um as a matter of fact, let's just kind of focus on the school part and getting the school started, and then we can think about big dreams like that in the future. And so he said, okay, well, maybe we, we can't have a multimillion-dollar facility, 
But why don't I go over here and rent this Super Kicks? Which is... He goes, that doesn't work for me. I'm going to go ahead and rent the Super yeah, Kicks. I, I want to go ahead and get this thing started. Yeah. So until we can build this multi-million dollar facility, I'm going to go rent Super Kicks, which isn't even a football field. It's right. an indoor soccer facility. And also, here's a busload full of football players. And P.S., I've already got 50 kids. Yeah. I've already told them that... They're waiting outside Super Kicks. They're, they're literally going to be here in 15 minutes on the Greyhound. <laughs> And I've already told them that I'm going to get them in D1 schools. That's right. And that everything is going to be provided. We're going to have catered meals. We're going to train them. They're going to have um, people to help bring up their ACT scores. We're going to have classes. Like We're going to make it happen. We're going to make it happen, even if we have to do it in this Super Kicks. And that's right. And so that's what he did. And about 15 minutes later, the bus pulls up. 50 high school football players show up. This fool takes... Fake it till you make it to a whole new level. It's impressive, really. I'm just like, how in the world? Because we later find out he's a father himself. Yeah, he could use his powers for good. How do you go and and promise the world to not only these children, but their parents, and their parents entrust them to you, and you sold them this big dream, and they end up coming to a super kicks? Also, he had a media day. He had a media day, and he hired a video team. He did, yes. At the Super Kick. And he he got one reporter to come, and the yeah. one reporter said, I was it. That's he right. Ca- he called it media day. For the media day. And it was just me. Yep. And I felt dumb for even being there. So meanwhile, over at Christians of Faith. They've not even started the They're school. trying to ring the alarm. They're like, hey, folks, this is not a real school. This hey is guys, not. This is an idea. This is not really. We don't have a teacher. Not even one. We don't have classrooms. We don't have a building. So the church says, I guess we need to put out a statement that we are not associated with this guy. But meanwhile, Roy didn't see that coming. He says he felt obligated because he'd already promised these kids the world. And now he doesn't have a school, but he's got a football team. And he has super kicks. And he has super kick. Yep. But then, you know, a lot of these kids are not from local areas they're from all over they're all over all over the united states yeah so he has to have a place to house these kids and so where do you house kids when you don't have a facility or a school at the baymont inn well yeah the super eight <laughs> i mean just wherever uh microtail so he found out that they would do a net 30 mm-hmm. and or net 90 yes. even net 90 yeah and so he would house all these kids at whatever local hotel and not pay for their rooms. And they would be there for the length of a football season and then get kicked out. And you you have to watch the documentary because he's so proud of this. Yes. Because he was like, you know, I didn't really know how I was going to pay for this. So I called him and I was like, look, I'm going to need like 30 rooms. And they were like, okay, well, do you want to do it on a net 60 or 90? And I was like, oh, I ain't got to pay for 90 days? Well, yeah, let's do 90. Because I knew by 90 days, football season be over and we'd be gone. He was very proud of it. He was, he is, he is something else. Well, and the sad part about it is, is they interview a lot of these kids. Now, these are kids who we come to find out um, are, a lot of them are from the backgrounds of. Well, they're depending on football to get them out of their situations. Poverty. Yeah. Yeah. They come from poverty or they come from um, schools that are not great. Schools that are not great. Mm -hmm. Um, Some of them are grown folks. 
some of them are 19, 20 years old. Some of them just didn't make it in JUCO. That's right. And said, um, they decided to come back to high school. Can we try it again? So the name of the school is now Bishop Sycamore, which we didn't find out why he called that. We we should look into that. Well, fancy. Yeah. Bishop Sycamore is the name of the school because now he can't call himself Christians of faith. Yeah. Because the church disavowed him. Also, everything he was selling them was BS. That's right. It worked out really good. Bishop Sycamore. It worked out really good. Yeah. Meanwhile, there's this guy who works for OSHA, which is the Ohio State of High School Sports. Mm -hmm. And... He starts, he's an investigator, and he starts looking into it, and he's like, there's a new football team, and they say they have 750 students, and they weren't here last year, so something funky's happening. And there's not a brick-and-mortar address that we can find anywhere, and also, like, we're looking at their schedule, and they are scheduled to play some of the top teams in the nation right now. Yeah, IMG in particular is the top team in the entire country, and it was a it was a school that was pretty much built for football, and they do some academics. Okay, but so it was it was like in in the entire country. It is apparently now I don't follow any of these things, but apparently it's a legendary school across the country. So for I know high a school. little bit about IMG. You do? Um, I do because they not only do football, they do several sports. Oh, and interesting. So, Um, Actually, our local school system's baseball team goes every spring break or has for the last couple of years. They travel to IMG on spring break and play in a tournament where they get to play different um, teams from around the country. And at the end of that tournament, each team gets to play IMG. Wow. And so playing IMG, like for our school, and we're 6A. I mean, we're a pretty good school. But nobody goes into IMG thinking they're going to win. Oh, you, sure. You go and play IMG to see where your cracks are, to see where you can improve. Well, IMG is a team full of all-stars that are all going pro. Oh, yeah. They're like the best one at your school, double, and everybody's yeah. like that. That's right. Um, so it's a, it's a big deal. And they make a lot of money at that school. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is primarily athletics based mm-hmm. but they do educate them well you have to like you have to they they can't just have a school a football team without a school which apparently there's no law against that we found out but right <laughs> I right. guess apparently you can yeah <laughs> um okay so hey another thing by the way that I just looked down at my notes and I realized another kind of smarmy thing that he would do because first of all he wasn't paying his bills at the hotel right but I think one of the best things that he did was he would in the morning he would call the grocery store and he'd say hey I'm coming to get 30 rotisserie chickens and they would make them for him but then he would go at night not pick them up and then he would go at (laughs) night knowing that they wouldn't have sold 30 rotisserie chickens and they'd mark them down And he could buy them for $2 each to feed his team because they were stealing food because they didn't have any money. The kids were starving. They were literally starving. Like they said that when we first got there, we were eating pizza and mac and cheese every day. And what didn't get eaten of the mac and cheese because everybody was sick of it and it was gross, he would just reheat the next day. And so these kids are calling their mom and going, we're hungry. Yeah. Like he's not feeding us. And these are kids... From backgrounds of, if you don't have, you take. Yeah. And so they were stealing from the grocery stores. That's right. Well, you can't blame them. 
Well, they don't have any means. They're they're young. They don't have any means. They don't have jobs. They don't have any way to get any food. They depend on this Roy guy to give them food. And Roy had been bragging to them about, like, the schemes he had been pulling. That's right. And was like, yeah, y'all pack up because we got to get out of here because they're going to be trying to get money for these rooms. So by 5 a.m., be ready to hit the road. Then we found out that some of his students, this is all the investigator, found out that some of his students were actually 18, 19 years old. Some had children. (laughs) Did they? I missed that. Some of them were fathers. Oh, I did not catch that. They had children. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. No, I didn't catch that. It it was just it was crazy. But somehow they went three three seasons mm-hmm. or four seasons really, I think. They went three seasons. What I love that graphic that said uh 2019 zero graduates, 2020 zero, zero graduates, 2021 zero graduates. But at the end of 2021 And guess what else? Zero wins. Zero. Oh, really? I don't remember that they didn't win. Yeah. They okay. Did, they didn't win either. So I don't know how he ended up being able to play IMG. How did that happen? Okay. So here's the thing. IMG is a team that a lot of people don't want to play because yeah. they know they're not going to win. Yeah. And so he just called and said, hey, I've got a sports training facility school myself. We'd really love to play you guys. And they were like, sure. And that's who he was targeting were these other schools that were athletic-driven. And so they were like, yeah, sure, you're, you're just like us. Of course, we'll, we'll put you on the roster. And so Did nobody, check? nobody thought to check because who would call and lie about having a school? Yeah. And so he had, like, something like the fourth hardest schedule in the nation. And he had also become friends with a guy that – um, basically, he <laughs> he'd also become friends with a guy that his job was to look for these up and coming high school kids and kind of get you yeah. know scout yeah. yeah scout them and get first dibs on them as far as yeah. you know promoting them and so he he got in with him and so he was like oh well you know if you have any questions about me just talk to so and so and so it's kind of like that thing of you know my friend Bob. Oh yeah, I know Bob. Hey man, get us on your roster. Yeah. And he's like, oh okay, yeah, we'll put you on the schedule. Well, that's what Roy was really good at, right? He was good at oh he's a schmoozing. Talker. He's good at schmoozing. He's a salesman. Mm-hmm. He's he's a con artist. He is a top narcissist. Notch. Yep, top exactly he's because a he he was really amused with himself. Oh, really yeah. amused with himself. Yeah. Everything that he talked about, he would giggle, he would smile. Like, I can't believe I got through. Oh, yeah. I'll tell you what he's not, is a football coach. No, he's not. <laughs> no, he's not. Except he made himself head football coach. But then they asked the players uh, how good of a coach was he, and they were like, he didn't know any plays. Not great. He didn't know what to call. He didn't know. He didn't know He wasn't out. a coach. Well, so let's talk about this IMG game. Okay, yeah. These Poor babies. I fe- oh and gosh. some grown men. I felt, <laughs> I felt so bad for them. First of all, IMG, in 2022, they received $75 million in funding. Okay? They're doing okay over there. They're doing great. Yeah. And so you got to imagine, these kids They're have... They're not waiting on estates. No. Yeah. These kids have 
the best uniforms. They have the best equipment. They have the best medical trainers. trainers yep. They have the best um, aftercare. They have the best of everything. Everything. And here comes the Greyhound with BS High. Just coming in from the Superkick. Just coming in from Microtel <laughs> off of Broadway Boulevard. That's right. And they get off, and they're, first off, their poor little jerseys did not have a school name on them. Nope. Did not have a name on them. All they had was a number, and it looked like I vinyled it. But, Myself with my cricket. With your cricket. Yeah. But, you know, they really thought they could beat IMG. They had really been talked up. They were like, we're, we're going to do this. Amaryllis, they really felt like it was going to change their lives. Amaryllis. They were sharing helmets that they brought from home. <laughs> I know. I understand that. But somehow, Roy had told them that that they could win this game. Are you telling me that, okay, let's let's go ahead and say, I'm not an athlete. The most athletic thing about me was I was born in Alabama. That's, That's it. right. Okay? Yeah. But you're telling me that these kids who said he wasn't a good coach, he didn't teach us anything, were so confident in themselves that they are going to face the best of the best and think, we're going to pull this out. Yeah, I think they thought that. I would have walked in there scared out of my mind and been like, we're going to get creamed. Yeah. But they thought they were going to win. They really did. And it was a bloodbath. And it, it wasn't just a blowout. It wasn't just like touchdown after touchdown. It was injury after injury. Well, that's what a bloodbath. And they bath. didn't have a they didn't have a trainer. Like one of the kids' moms was the quote trainer. It, one of the kids had a was it an ACL blowout or a, on what the is first it? snap? Yeah, he tore his ACL. Yeah, and sh- mom is out there. She's like some kid's mom, and they're like, "Hey, where's the trainer?" And she said, oh, "I'm the trainer." Well, and the kid said, "I stood up and I heard it." Yeah. I heard my, my ACL Yeah, that snap. is a career-ending yeah. type thing. And he said, I went to him and said, I heard something snap. And he said, are you in pain? And he said, I mean, I guess not. And he goes, okay, we'll go back out there. Send yeah. him back out there. And I asked Philip, I said, because Philip has had ACL issues. I said, are you telling me that you can tear your ACL and not feel it? And he's like, Misty, these kids are running on so much adrenaline. Yeah, they didn't feel it till later. He didn't feel it until probably that night. Yeah. And then he probably couldn't bear weight on it. And it was incredible. I've had knee problems. I've had knee surgery before, and it is, knee knee pain is, you wouldn't think so, but it is crippling. Well, and he said it's one thing to snap your ACL. It's another thing to snap it and play on it. Yeah. Because that kind of thing, corrective surgery is not going to save your These are babies. These These are kids under, even if they were, older than high school they're under 20 years old and well, these are things <laughs> no I don't think that they were older than 20 were they yes were they yes I thought they were just like just out of high school no because he was saying who says that there's an this is one of the things Roy Smith said I mean what kind of what kind of law is there's no law on on age of how old you have to be to play in high school there's no law and they bring up OSHA law you have yeah. to be 19 or under to play yeah. high school football. Yeah, that's true. And then anything after 19 is what makes you eligible for college. So the way, also, by the way, the way that Roy got away with it is that OSHA is a self-regulating organization. So you elect to belong to this organization 
and you elect to go by their rules. But he said, I'm not a member of that organization. I don't have to go by their rules. It is not illegal for me to have a football team without a school. And it's not right. Like, it's not moral. Right. And the guy, the guy was like, the OSHA guy was like, you know, sometimes we don't make laws because we can't imagine that somebody would do something like this. Right. <laughs> but, so. but even with that, the age limit thing was a law. And yeah. he signed paperwork saying that he would abide by OSHA laws on some of these contracts. On some of the games. On right. Some, of the, some games. of the people were like, yeah. that's true. That's true. So it was one athlete, student athlete after another, down. Dropping like Next flies. one, down. Next one, down. Mm-hmm. And, and serious injuries, like broken bones. Not just, I've sprained my wrist. Mm-hmm. Broken bones. Things that will cause arthritis. Things that will change your life in coming years. Well, and, and then it became halftime and he yelled at them for doing so poorly. Well, and then they also figured out that not only were they they there playing IMG, but he had scheduled an additional game 48 hours before they played IMG. So he had these kids getting smacked in the head and knocked down two days before they were out there to do it again. And he was like, again, there's no law against that. And the guy's like, what good coach yeah. is going to allow their players to play a ga- more than one game a week? Well, there's a reason we don't have football doubleheaders. We have baseball doubleheaders. Right. Where you're not killing your body. Yeah, baseball players are not running full force into each other into and a brick wall. Heads. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. He, this guy was not a good guy. Mm-mm. And then what broke my heart was when those football players were talking about how this had affected them. What I really can't quite reconcile is – where are these parents, and were they desperate enough to allow their kids to go through this without really thoroughly looking at everything? I think he fooled them enough that sometimes they would go to some weird school. Well, didn't they go to, like, a college one time? And Oh, so one time, I think one of the kids had called his mom and was like, we're not going to class. Yeah. And the mother questioned it and was like, why aren't they going to class? And he was like, oh, yeah, we're, we're going. We're going to um, this university. It was some school that they were going to do actual classes Yeah, he in. was like, we're, we're actually going to this university tomorrow. And he did. He took them to the library. That's right. And it was locked. <laughs> and they said, we got there and it was locked and we never went again. And the kids were like, great, we don't have yeah. to go to school today. And then pretty much after that, he was like, uh, hey, quit telling on us and all the kids were like yeah we're not having to go to school why would you why would you tell here's the icing on the cake he charged these students twelve thousand dollars a year to go to this school no nobody know where that money is they didn't realize he was charging them so what he did this is so terrible he went and filled out on their behalf (laughs) in these children's names Because this is during the pandemic. Yeah, this is during the pandemic. He goes and he fills out loan applications. PPP applications. PPP loan applications in kids' names, but they're 18. Yeah. So he can, by law, they could apply. He gives them the paperwork and just says, sign this. Yeah. And they're, they're thinking, oh, it's just another contract. They're kids. Put your Social Security and your, and your name on it. They do. Yeah. Okay. None of them think anything about it. Sure. Why would they? they? They're signing stuff all the time. It's like old Ginger Duggar when she signed her dad's contract. Old Ginger <laughs> Duggar. Yeah. One kid called his dad and said, hey, 
so coach just made me sign something and I had to put my social security number on it. Is that okay? Is that okay? And he said, my dad was pissed. And to his credit. He said, you tell him to tear that contract up and destroy it. Either give it back to you or destroy okay. it. And so he did. He went to him and he said, hey, my dad said it's not okay for me to sign something or put my social on it. Can you get rid of that? And the coach says, yeah, absolutely. I'll, I'll get rid of it. Sure, I will. The investigator goes back and goes, hey, do you know you have two outstanding PPP loans, $20,000 each? That kid was $40,000 in debt at 18. Yeah. And he signed it. And he denied it. Yeah. He said, I didn't do that. He said, I've never done that. And the thing about it is every time he was asked something that he would deny, he was so... Um, if we had not even seen the whole story, you could tell that he was lying. Oh, yeah. Because he was caught like a deer in headlights. This was one of the few times he couldn't get out of what he had done. Mm-mm. I mean, he, he was just, he couldn't believe that the filmmaker had been able to uncover these things. Yeah, he's just like, what are you talking about? And so then they start talking to all the players and the kind of havoc that this has brought into their lives. One of them was offered a scholarship. I think it was at Grambling State, and he thought, well, this is a new start for me. I've been offered a scholarship. Then they discovered that he had gone to a fake school, and they rescinded the scholarship. Right. Some kids have stopped playing football altogether. They just gave up on their hope. Mm-hmm. There are a couple that have been able to kind of overcome it, but most of them have are still struggling. And he takes no ownership. He takes no ownership of it. On top of destroying these kids' lives, Apparently, he's also been convicted of domestic violence. (gasps) Horrible domestic violence. Which he committed in front of his players. I was going to say, he he can, he he denied it. He He said he didn't do it. Yeah. But his players were like, I saw it every day. Yeah, they were like, he was either verbally or physically abusing his girlfriend every day. And I don't remember exactly what the details were, and I probably forgot it on purpose, but I do remember thinking, this is an animal. Yeah. This guy is horrible. Well, and they even said there was one situation, and he laughs about this hysterically, where he walks outside of... Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh, Misty. Of the Holiday Inn or wherever they're staying at that time. The Baymont Inn. The Baymont Inn. And he sees a homeless man breaking into his car. And so he said he walks out and he's like, hey, man, what are you doing? And the guy was like, oh, oh, sorry, you know, and starts kind of backing away. So he turns to his players and says, this man is acting this way because he never had a daddy to whoop his A. And so I'm about to be his daddy. And starts beating this man. He almost kills this man. Almost kills this man. Yeah. They said he alone beat on him for like five minutes and then instructed the players to take licks. Yeah. And they did. And they did. And they broke his bicycle. Now, was it was it okay for this man to be stealing from him? No. But it is not okay to try to kill him. No, you don't get to kill him. And yeah. humiliate him and have teenagers partake in violence against another human how about when he ran over the geese and then put it in reverse and ran over it again what yes did i go to the bathroom you must have he ran over some geese he ran over some geese on purpose this man and then he goes oh i didn't see it 
yeah, I did run over it, but I didn't see it. I mean, he just, whatever he said was made an excuse over it. He admitted it, but he didn't, he didn't take ownership over it, that he did it on purpose. He was just showing off. He was showing off. Well, that was his mentality. It's like, he was so proud of how he duped everybody. Like, one of the things that he, he thought was so clever was basically he goes, look, I, I won these kids over using a line from Suge Knight. Do you yes. guys know who Suge Knight is? Yes, he sure did. Suge Knight was like one of these. He's OG rapper. Like OG rapper, but he started. Like his, East Coast, West Coast He started Coast his rapper. own label, but he yeah. was real shady and like stole from people and like his his artists. Well, he, he was he was suspected of murder. Murder. Yeah. He hung uh, vanilla ice off a balcony one time. Did he? Yeah. <laughs> um, but the way that he got people to come to his record label was he was like, hey, guys, um, if any artists out there want a manager that's not going to be trying to dance in their videos because he was making fun of, fun of P. Diddy. Yeah. Uh, he was like, if you if you want somebody that's going to stay out of your business, that's not going to be on your email, that's not going to be dancing in your yeah. videos, come see me. And he's like, that's how I got all these kids. I just basically said, hey, if you want a coach that's not going to be like snooping around your Instagram. And your that, grades. And your and grades. Your- it's not going to care what you do. That's just going to let you go use your talent. Come come over to us and we'll take care of you. And I, he was laughing his head off and he said, I stole it straight from Suge Knight. Yeah. He loved it. Yeah, it's so, it's really, I have to, like, I don't understand. I guess the desperation to get their kids into this program Mm -hmm. made you ignore a lot of the red flags or made you not even investigate what was happening, I guess. Well, I mean, because the idea is legit. There are schools like that. There are schools that will take kids and you know, pay tuition and pay for their food and give them scholarships and help them, these uber-talented athletes. Yeah. And so what mama doesn't think their kid is the best of the best? Yeah, I guess I come from a home where education was the way out of poverty, Mm -hmm. and it was all that was drilled into my head was it doesn't matter where you go to school and it doesn't matter really what you study – you just will go to college. There's just not ever any question about it. It was never any question in our home that me and my sisters would go to college. And it was because that's what got my dad and his family out of poverty. Mm-hmm. And in my mind, even if I had had the, any, kind of, any kind of ability like these boys had, whether it was athletic or in the arts or whatever – my education would have trumped that and my parents would have been very sure that I was getting an education versus only getting the opportunity to develop my skill. And so I wonder, it makes me wonder, were these parents, were, were they just deceived so badly? Were they really I just deceived so. or were they just willingly? Just, and this is, I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to, just blinded it, by the dream. Right. I, I'm not saying they're bad parents by any means because I think they probably just wanted what was best for their child. And mm-hmm. and when you talk, when we see a couple of their parents, they did. They, oh, yeah. they really were heartbroken really over were what heartbroken. happened. But I have to wonder how it happened. What, 
because I know in my home it probably wouldn't have only because education was so important to my parents. And Well, but you also have to realize that a lot of these kids were in really bad areas. And so yeah. any opportunity to get them off the street exactly probably yeah. sounded better than them And that's being what at I'm home. thinking. Like I I just am trying to figure out how did we get from they're they're in a disadvantaged school maybe or mm-hmm. they're struggling in their school to let's write a blank check in essence like a metaphorical blank check and let you go to this school that we don't know anything about that we haven't seen any credentials for that we haven't visited you know that we don't Mm -hmm. it just seems like it seems like there was a lot of room to be able to prevent this from happening right well the the part that really got me was they're going through this whole documentary they're showing him all these things he's done, they've brought up all these crimes he's committed, yeah. all these injustices they've, that he's done. He's laughing through it. He's fine with it. And then they bring up a videotape of one of his players. Uh-huh. And this kid, it's like, heartbreaking. broke my heart. I mean, he's... he's ruined got, his life. Ruined his life. Ruined his and life. And the kid starts crying. Yeah. And he's, and he's this big kid like oh, big yeah. football player big, huge kid intimidating looking yeah and, and he all even of a sudden, said he's like I don't cry oh my gosh like, it was so sad I don't cry about anything but yeah this and he just breaks down he got so mad at them for showing him that that he storms out yeah he said I've done so much for that he's kid. like how dare you I've done so much for that kid mm-hmm. like yeah you have yeah you've done so much for him yeah. not the way you think but yeah yeah but it it's funny because the consequences hit him in the face and that did not work for him. Right. Just, just telling him what he had done was not enough. But then when he had to actually look at it in the eye. Yeah. That did not work for him. That, that did not work for him. Mm -mm. He was not going to be held responsible for an actual person. Yeah. You know, he made me, it's funny because I've actually made an, in my notes early on, I think I told you, I, I liked him. I thought this guy was funny, and he was – I didn't know where this was going to take us, like, because I didn't know anything about this like Rhett did. Rhett knew exactly what I was talking about. Mm-hmm. But at first I was like, well, this guy's kind of, you know, he, he's smart, and he is – he knows how to get what he wants. And, and I guess that's how he ended up with all these kids because he is – He's really dynamic and really yeah. like you want to you want to be around him because mm-hmm. he's funny and he's a handsome guy and mm-hmm. and but then then you keep going and you realize what a slime ball he is right and he's got kids mm-hmm. of his own yeah he's gross so, he's not in jail he's still doing his thing well so at the end of the documentary did you did you make notes of all these charges no. He has against him. So I had to take pictures. I had to take screenshots. Yeah. To read it. So basically, it says, Roy Johnson's domestic abuse case ended with a plea deal admitting to the charge of menacing. I don't even know what that means. He currently owes more than $300,000 in fines from cases associated with Bishop Sycamore and Christians of Faith. He had something like over 30 lawsuits pending. Oh, yeah, that's right. They asked him about how did he feel about all those lawsuits, and he was like, how many? Oh, my gosh, 30, wow. At the time of this documentary. In December 2022, Roy was arrested for stealing from an Ohio Best Buy under the fake name Tristan Hirschthal. Hours after his release, he tweeted, 
we are coming back next year. A bigger schedule, more players, more TV exposure. We will never quit. We will never listen to anything you fools say. Well, I just remembered that at the end of the documentary, he was like, this is a win-win for me. Something big's coming. He said, you guys are getting my name out, and now I'm on HBO Max. Or yeah. Max, whatever it's called now. He, he pretty much said, it doesn't really matter what you say about me because this is nothing but good for me. Have you ever, if you're a fan of The Office, you watch The Office. Yeah, I watch The Office. Michael Scott Paper Company, okay? Michael Scott. Dunder Mifflin Paper Company. No. Oh, Michael, the Michael Scott. Michael That's Scott right. leaves Dunder Mifflin. Oh, I stand and corrected. He, Michael Scott leaves his company, Dunder Mifflin, and yeah. starts his own paper company yes. called the Michael Scott Paper Company. I stand corrected. And they come to him and they say, listen, you cannot use that name because of so-and-so, whatever. They were like, you need to, you know, get rid of this business. You just need to walk away while you're, you're still standing. And he says, look, I have an unlimited number of business names. <laughs> paper, paper, paper. Yeah. The, the best paper company. That's right. Whatever I want. If, if they tear down this company, I'll just build a new one tomorrow. That's exactly what's happening. And that's exactly what this man has done. He's like, oh, um, I'm not Christians of Faith Academy anymore. I'll be Bishop Sycamore. Bishop Sycamore. I'm not Bishop Sycamore anymore. I'll be... Um, whatever comes up next. Whatever comes up next. Yeah. But I think he's still Bishop Sycamore. <laughs> <laughs> I think he just decided to stick Surely with the name. not. Yeah, he, he was some, I forgot about that, that he was like, this is a win-win for me. Yeah. You guys are getting my name out there. This is fantastic. Mm -hmm. Oh, and how about the checks? The so checks. his mother started a legit nonprofit Oh, and he was trying to company. pay checks. Yeah. Well, his mother passes away. And so the company is left to him to manage. And so he uses this company name that's no longer... Yeah. Doing anything and starts printing off fake checks. And he goes, Hey, I got to stop by FedEx. I got to. He said, I got to print a check. I got to go to Kinko's. So then the interviewer says, Did you do that? Did you go to Kinko's? He said, No, I did not. Meanwhile, he was with one of his players when he did it. Yeah. He said, I've never been to a Kinko's. I've never. What is that? What is a Kinko's? What's a Kinko's? What do they do there? What's a check? <laughs> what? Yeah, he was something else. He liked to write bad checks, and he, was, he liked to not pay his bills. He was a nut. Yeah. That was a fun one to watch. It was fun. Uh, like, it was heartbreaking there at the end, but it was, it, that was a fun one to watch. I would say anybody should watch that one. Yeah. I think that's a good one. Yeah. Hey, we, I don't know if we want to say this right now, but we did get an email this week from a potential sponsor. Yes. They want to send us some product to see if we like it. Yeah, we can't say their name yet. No, because we may not like it. Because we may not like it. But What if we talked about them even if we didn't like them? What if we said, hey, folks, we just tried this product. You should buy it even though we didn't like it. That'd be not good advertising. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably in the contract somehow. <laughs> hey, guys. If you want to be the opposite of us, try this product. <laughs> that might really sell it. What would, I don't know if I like the idea of us advertising. You what do you don't. think about that? I think if I can make a dollar, I would love to do it. <laughs> what? Okay. I need to buy some underwear sheen. to stick in my, ge my gym bag. That sheen isn't going to pay for itself. No. <laughs> uh -uh. 
Hey, also, we keep hearing, you guys, about this whole Patreon thing, and we talk about it constantly. We're trying to figure out how to make it work. It's Amaryllis' fault. It's totally my fault. But now I've got a little bit of a break. Yeah. I do. Things are things have significantly slowed down now that I've got this L.A. trip behind me. Mm-hmm. She'll just take another job. What? She'll just take a third job. <laughs> I do. I, I will probably. But She'll say, hey, listen, I just got to get through Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of the story of my life. But it is, things have slowed down. And I don't anticipate that they'll get super crazy, at least not until next spring. That's good. So, uh, all that to say that maybe we can finally get ourselves together. And if we did a Patreon, folks, we have some ideas on how to execute it again. How about you guys tell us, what do you think you would like to hear us talk about? Because when we did this last time, we did a couple of shows, like we did a couple of like shows that we covered Mm -hmm. and then we also just did random topics yeah for me I feel like and y'all be honest if you just want more of this just more documentaries we can do that that. because I know that's what a lot of the a lot of podcasts do they just do more content yeah um I'm not gonna lie I struggled with not having a documentary to talk about yeah I mean, well, we I, had great ideas. We're interesting, but we're not that interesting. <laughs> In our own minds, we were. Yeah. Well, we had some fun topics that we talked we about, did. and we, we had, had a great list of them. We just could never ones. get it down. Yeah. In any case, it like if we need to do like TV shows or a reality show or something that we want to cover. Oh, yeah, we could do that. Yeah, that would be fun. Mm-hmm. We just have some ideas, and we're trying to get it together. And and we want to. We definitely want to. We definitely want to restart our Patreon, but we want to do it in a way that you guys want to hear it. Yeah. We want we don't want to just do it just cuz we want to do it. We want to do it if you want to hear it. We're not trying to have a Bishop Sycamore podcast over that, here. No. We no. do not need a bloodbath. No. Please. We want something IMG level. That's right. That's right. We want to be up there with all the major ones. Yeah. I mean, so, we have that kind of talent and charisma. Do you think somebody would try to take us on to their network or we're too controversial? How are we controversial? Well, <laughs> me with all my underwear talk. Uh, all the underwear talk. <laughs> all the Jesus and underwear talk. All we that can. Jesus and underwear talk. I mean, all that feminine hygiene. <laughs> Nobody wants to hear that. Yeah. I, I don't know. Maybe they would. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I think it would be fun. In any case. I think we're a delight. We're a delight to each other. You're a peach. Likewise. You're welcome. Likewise. Thank you. All right. Are you, are you, it's 11 o'clock. You ready to go to sleep? I'm exhausted. And I got pulled over by the cops tonight, so. That's hilarious. And only Misty could get away with just a warning for for not having her lights on or a current driver's license. (laughs) (laughs) It was so nice. I was like, I just left church. I'm so sorry. When I was about 20 years ago. I got pulled, I had a car that I had just neglected to go get my, my car tag. I had just kept forgetting to do it. And I never got stopped. Did you and have that piece of paper in the back of your car that said, I'm getting it? No, I just had not like updated the sticker. Oh, okay. And. Whose eyes are good enough to see the year on that thing anyway? Well, they're different colors every year. Oh. They're different colors. Oh, that's smart. Yeah. So I had just neglected to do it. And, and while I, it had only been like a month or so since I had 
just forgotten to do it. And I lost my job. I got laid off. Mm-hmm. And so at that point, I couldn't afford to go get my car tech. Emerald just did air quotes, laid off. No, I was. <laughs> I was laid off. <laughs> there was an entire, I worked for a major corporation, an entire division department was completely eliminated and mm-hmm. I was part of it. And so at that point, I could not afford my car tech. And of course, that was the very moment that I got pulled Pulled over. over. Yeah. So I cried and I cried and I was like, I just lost my job and I can't get it. Well, he let me go. And he said, okay, just make sure you go get this. Mm -hmm. Well, I didn't because I didn't have the money to do it. So, but I kept driving my car because I was up here by myself single. And so I had to drive. lawbreaker. I know. So I kept driving my car and I... Then one day I was driving and there was this cop that was right next to me. And I knew that if he got in a certain position, he would be able to see my car tag and I would get pulled over. Mm -hmm. So I made a quick left turn because I'm very smart. And I took a quick left turn and he realized it. And I was trying to elude the police. (laughs) Oh, my word. (laughs) And And he finally got me. I couldn't help it. Like I turned into a neighborhood and I had to stop. And I was crying. He was like, were you trying to get away from me? And I was like, yes. So sad. Amarillo. Yes, it was awful. And so he said, I'm going to give you a ticket, but if you come to court, that on the date that it says on the ticket, we'll dismiss it as long as you've got a new car tag. So I was like, okay. Well, I had to go to, by that time, this was 20 years ago before you could do everything online. So I had to go all the way to Montgomery to get the car tag. Your cat is trying to make sweet love to my foot over here. not he's just being sweet because he's neutered i'm sorry go ahead you had to go to montgomery i had to go to montgomery to go get my tag renewed at the state dmv or whatever you call it, the transportation department. i don't know whatever i had to go to mm-hmm. and i did it on the day of my court date because i kept waiting <laughs> so i drove <sighs> all the way to montgomery to get my car tag and then i came back and that night i had court and the cop was like did you just do this today <laughs> said I've been home for three months I said yep and they dismissed it just like he said he would but it was not a it was a scary time because I thought I'm going to jail because I didn't have my car tag and you're eluding the police and I was eluding the police he knew that I did not look like a lawbreaker but I didn't know what to do yeah anyway by the way losing my job was the greatest thing that ever happened to me at that time it didn't feel like it at the time but later on it was the greatest thing anyway I think it's time for us to go yeah, I'm so tired and I'm scared to walk out to my car. I will turn the light on outside for Amarillis you. Amaryllis cares more about her Halloween decorations than my safety. They don't look as good with a light on. Well, my body's not going to look as good without legs. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> Please turn your outside lights on and walk me to my car. Good night. Okay, good night. <laughs>